You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Ladies and gentlemen, All Out was All Out AEW. Uh, some fun matches, some botches, a lot of stuff to talk about uh, with All Out. Also, beginning with All Out, us right here at Breaking Down the Ring are now in contention with pro wrestling scorecards again. That is right. Pro wrestling scorecards, breaking down the ring, best of the scorecards for the rest of the year. We'll get into all out that and more this week as we break the ring down. Oh, yeah. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. You just made the list. This right here is a Hey, this is professional wrestler and professional podcaster Colt Boom Boom Cabana. My name is Killer Cross. This is the Smoke Show, Scarlet Bordeaux. What's up, guys? Death Machine, Brian Cage. This is Ryan from Pro Wrestling Tees. Sadly, you are not listening to The Art of Wrestling, but you made a decent choice because you're listening. You are now listening to... And you're listening... And you're listening to... You listen to Breaking Down the Ring. 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 Bring it down. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening, you are watching, you are paying attention to the most inappropriate pro wrestling show in the motherfucking world. You're listening to Breaking Down the Ring. We are your ring crew. I am Smitty. I am Nick. I am Z. (laughs) I am who is I am. I mean, I am the almighty one, Mikey himself. All right. Uh, fuck, man. There's uh, so much to get into. Uh, WWE fucking over its talent, just like Nick was doing. Uh, all out, plus breaking down the ring versus pro wrestling scorecards. We're going to get into a lot of this stuff. Let's uh, talk about this first, man. This uh, WWE setting out, uh, well, Vince sending out a thing saying, uh, you are using your shit. Uh, in a way that is bad for us. Uh, stop doing it. You can't do it anymore. We own you. Be done by October 2nd, uh, 2020. Um, this is causing a lot of uproar in the wrestling world because as it currently states by their contract, they are independent contractors. So with independent contractors, They should be available to do whatever the fuck they want, wherever the fuck else, as long as they're not using the name that they can't use. Uh, People like AJ Styles, right? AJ Styles is doing, has a Twitch stream. Um, Xavier Woods, he has the YouTube thing, but that's partnered with uh, WWE, hence why he's had everyone come on. They're not really using their names, their WWE names, but they are given nicknames. You know, they get to pick a nickname and that's what they're referred to as. This way, it's still not 
totally intellectual property of WWE. But um, remember, they're, uh, I'm going to go from the Wrestling Inc. link. We read in like the Sousa Doctors. Um, this is what it states from Wrestling Inc., uh, written by Raj uh, Geary. Excuse me. Uh, it says Vince McMahon issued an, an edict this past week that talent can no longer, quote, engage with outside third parties, which would presumably include platforms like Cameo and Twitch. WWE held a call with talent last Sunday regarding the reinvention of the product. During the call, it was said that WWE owns the real names of talent not just their character names. McMahon followed up by sending a letter on Thursday. McMahon wrote that it was imperative they promote and protect the brand in every conceivable way and that talent have 30 days to stop engaging with third parties. Quote, some of you are engaged with outside third parties using your names and likenesses in ways that are detrimental to our company. It is imperative that these activities be terminated within the next 30 days by Friday, October 2nd. Continued violations will result in fines, suspensions, or termination at WWE's discretion. Uh, an end quote. McMahon wrote that these actions are necessary as part of WWE's rebuilding process as they, quote again, enter the next phase of growth at WWE. So then WWE itself, obviously this hit the fucking uh, land. WWE itself uh, delivered a statement on it yesterday, Saturday, September 5th. And the statement reads, quote, much like Disney and Warner Brothers, WWE creates promotes and invests in its intellectual properties, i.e. the stage names of performers like The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, Roman Reigns, Big E, and Braun Strowman. It is the control and exploitation of these characters that allows WWE, by the way, exploitation is a wonderful word, uh, that allows WWE to drive revenue, which in turn enables the company to compensate performers at the highest levels in the sports entertainment industry. Notwithstanding the contractual language, it is imperative for the success of our company to protect our greatest assets and establish partnerships with third parties on a company-wide basis rather than at an individual level, which as a result will provide more value for all involved. Uh, Oh, okay. Never mind. We're going to start with Nick because he just talked. Um, Sorry. Uh, Nick, you hear this, you read this. What's your thoughts, buddy? I was just moaning. Um, <laughs> I did that earlier. I mean, when you look at the bigger picture, I guess in on some planet, I, I get it a little bit. But in this day and age. What, what planet? The, I don't even know. I don't know. Um, Uranus. That's where you're getting fucked. (laughs) In this day and age, with the amount of exposure and, you know, you use the term exploitation. um, I'm going to say. I did not use that term. They use that term. That was literally in their fucking uh, statement. Exploitation. It is the control and exploitation of these characters. You know, the idea of getting yourself over as a as a wrestler, whether it be by your ring name or your real name or a fucking name you make up every single day and it's different. Um, their job on some level is to get themselves over, whether that be in the ring. They obviously are doing it through Twitch. They're doing it through YouTube. They're doing it through Cameo. They're getting that exposure 
it's just to me it's a money grab for wwe it's them being greedy as fuck um and i i personally don't agree with it i don't know the legalities behind it i don't don't know if it's something that they can legally do. I think the whole idea of them being independent contractors is bullshit too, but that's a whole nother story. Um, yeah, I, overall, I, I think it's bullshit. It, it's just simple as that. Bullshit. Z. <clears throat> um, well, unfortunately, they are independent contractors, but as independent contractors, they signed an exclusive contract with WWE, which means they – Although they are independent contractors, they can only work for WWE. As far as the them doing other things, I I mean that's probably on a contract to contract basis. It sounds like from here on out, it'll be in the contract that they can't do other things. But up until this point, it's probably you know. In some people's contracts, not in others. Like guys that are lower on the card probably don't have this clause in the contract because the company isn't worried about them making a name for themselves and using it on other places. Um, obviously, they can do it. Otherwise, they wouldn't have made a statement. Like this isn't, uh, you know, uh, well, can they or can't they? Clearly, they can. Otherwise, they wouldn't have had a, you know, a press release about it. Um. And I, I don't know if you guys know this, but Vince McMahon has only lost one lawsuit. And technically, it wasn't a loss. It was dismissed. <laughs> so Vince hasn't lost a lawsuit ever. Um, even a bankruptcy lawsuit back in, you know, fucking 88 or whatever it was. Um, so Vince doesn't lose. Uh, it, it's unfortunate because... I mean, Xavier Woods sounds like he's safe because Up, Up, Down, Down is an affiliate of WWE. That's why they made a title for it, and he can talk about it on yeah. WWE TV. Um, it, it does suck that in today's day and age, all these other platforms, like this, this is how the Young Bucks have influenced the business. They used all these tools that other wrestlers are using now to get themselves and make themselves as popular with a whole world of fans, not just the U S you know, like all around the world. And it, it, it worked out well for them. I mean, it's part of the reason we have a W today. Um, so taking that away from them, I mean, that, that kind of hurts your business in that aspect, because if you have stars that can get themselves over and make themselves relevant all over the world, why wouldn't you want to push that? Um, but again, it, it sounds like oh, they okay. want, now they now want now. to push it, but they want their part. They want a percentage of whatever you get, which is kind of bullshit, but from a, a company aspect, I get it. And from, you know, the talent aspect, like I get it. Like I, I understand both sides. It's just a shitty situation. Either way you look at it. And, and yeah, it's like, they're not saying they can't, they're saying they can't do it personally anymore is what they're saying. Because uh, the last uh, sentence of it finishes off. Um, it's imperative for the success of our company to protect our greatest assets and establish partnerships with third parties on a company-wide basis rather than at the individual level. Yeah, they basically so, want their third-party percentage. Right, exactly. Uh, Smitty, uh, what are your thoughts on this? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Z. All I was going to say is I'm just curious if this particular clause now will push other talents to – 
go through their contract and not resign with WWE because of this, and especially with Impact and AEW thriving right now. Right. Many. Let my people go. That's what I'm thinking. Really? I feel like the, the, at, the, at this point, if you sign a WWE, you sign a slavery contract almost. Whoa. I, I, I'm going to tell you this right now. I think that's the worst analogy in the fucking world. Because the word is exclusive. Yeah, but and the other thing is is you don't sign a slavery contract, you just get pulled into it. So you go over this, you're given a contract, and if you choose to sign it, okay, that's your choice to sign it. Um really? you sign yourself to slavery. That's not slavery though. You're get, you're getting paid and you're choosing to say, Okay, you own my ass. That's it. It's it's not that's not it's slavery. servitude then. How about that? I'll give you servitude. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Smitty. Okay, you sign something to a digital servitude, and I like what Z said just a second ago about uh, this is going to cause a lot of people not to resign. Like, uh, Paige went on straight on one on Twitter and just said, "Nope," after the statement was issued. Like, but yeah. like, Paige is making more money on Twitch right now than she is probably in WWE because they're not using her. Uh, yeah. like, Right. Like Zelina Vega is also has a, a popular Twitch stream. Like so does AJ Styles, and there's a lot of people on in WWE that actually have really good Twitch popular Twitch streams, or they actually make some decent money on. So there are people that are not that are they're definitely not going to resign uh, WWE contracts at this point. I just, I, I just don't. It's greed. It's just straight fucking greed. And like, Twitch is a way Twitch cameo. That's the way some a lot of guys get themselves, girls get themselves over. Mm-hmm. I can't. Uh, I, 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 this is just to me it's stupid. Well, and that's so, the world we live in now. I mean, like, there's so many people that have <clears throat> cut the cord and they don't watch TV on a regular basis. And you're trying to get, you know, ultimately. And I've argued this point many times on this show. You know, the average age of the wrestling fan keeps getting older and older and you're not, I don't want to say catering, but you're not really trying to reach out to that younger generation. And this is how you do it. You do it through Twitch, through Twitter, through Facebook, through all these other avenues. Like you said, Mikey, the, the, I think it's Mikey, maybe Z, whatever the, the young bucks. I mean, the young bucks have a following that spreads wider than just wrestling fans. And if I can reach out to those, that group, and they don't watch wrestling, but they're intrigued by what the Young Bucks do, and then maybe one time they'll watch AEW and, and, or look for some old footage or whatever, and then you might be roping them in slowly. But this, to me, it's an antiquated idea. Um, so Medusa, Alundra Blaze Medusa, everyone knows her, uh, trash can champion. Um, she uh, went on Twitter and uh, friend Larry Dallas uh, responded. So there was a good back and forth here. Uh, her first tweet is nice thing about treat. And this is 20 hours ago. Nice thing about treating yourself like a business and not blaming others for what others may seem not legal is taking action. Treat yourself like a business and trademark your shit. And before you sign anything, get a lawyer. Don't like it. Don't sign. I love the Medusa name. Uh, Larry Dallas responded in fairness, as beautiful as it is, you guys are saying all these things from lessons you learned. Where was this energy when it was paying dues and struggling to make it? 
I appreciate it so much, but we need a generation that's currently doing it to say it. And she responded every fucking night, every fucking match, every fucking contract, every fucking belt trashed. Every time I fucking speak, I have been pro talent preaching, educating with my seminars, etc. Younger generation now speak the fuck up. I have lost a lot doing so do it now. And he goes, uh, Larry goes, good on you. I went to Japan for my respect and my opportunity, much like you once did. I wish people spoke truth instead of worrying. New world. But we need today's leaders to lead or it will always be the Wild West. No disrespect, just so frustrating as a whole. And she responded, they are scared and legally bonded and money. All it will take is one with a big name, one with clout to speak up and make a difference for everyone. One that is still active or that has much connection with the one in charge. And that's what it is. Like, uh, so many, you want to, you say that it's all about, uh, you're signing your life away. You're doing, you're doing uh, servitude and stuff, but you're doing all this stuff and you're not doing anything for your own personal brand. So therefore, when you go into WWE, if your personal brand isn't fucking trademarked and stuff like that, WWE has all of that shit on you. It's just how it goes. Uh, Z, you were about to say something. <clears throat> uh, I forgot what I was going to say. And okay, so WWE gate. Go ahead, Smitty. I said, but guys like AJ Styles have trademarked their brand before they got to WWE. So what? Hence why he's still be able to be AJ Styles, and he has the P one logo and everything trademarked as well. Yes, but they are. He's also one of those people they want off of Twitch and Cameo and stuff. Um, but again, uh. Sure, maybe they want them, but can they make them if they have already branded themselves prior to coming in? You could say whatever we want you off of this, you have this to October 2nd, but someone's contract may say, I can do whatever the fuck I want with my name because it's my name, period. Well, we're talking about WWE giving talent 30 days to get off of third parties and everything. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, sir? What? <laughs> no, I'm. I, I, hi, hi. I'm here. Hi. I remember, I'm doing this Walton Z. Yeah, portrait mode. Right now. Yeah, can I? Yeah. I okay. I have nowhere to. I don't have a little gimmick uh, thing on my. Neither the Z. I mean, neither the Smitty. He's just looking down on everyone from his bed. Well, that's the only way Smitty could look down on anyone. <laughs> I, um, the yeah, I, I saw that. Like, I don't like. I don't. I don't know the full details of it. Um, my my guess would be that WWE they don't want people using their their branded names on any of those sites. I mean, I don't know if. I don't know if they could still do those things if they just go off of their actual names. Like Lexa Bliss is, is just known as Lexi Kaufman, or uh, that's the thing. WWE saying um, they WWE yeah. saying that they own their actual names as well. Oh, okay then. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand how that works, but okay, sure. <laughs> right, same thing. It it has to be somewhere in the contract they sign. Otherwise, they can't. Like if there's like there's probably some fine print that some of these people signed without reading that says, "Hey, we own your name, its likeness, this, that, the other thing." 
and people just didn't realize they signed it. So now they're probably going through their contract and going, oh, fuck, they can do that. So your ass. As, uh, as it stands right now, just on the front page of Cameo, because everyone's talking about Cameo and Twitch uh, mainly. Uh, on the front page of Cameo, people who are actually signed to WWE who are still on, who are on this currently. Tom Phillips. Uh, there's Indy Hartwell, who is a W. She's a NXT superstar right now. Uh, Kofi Kingston. Uh, Ashley Flair, obviously. Uh, Charlotte Flair. Uh, Dominic Dijakovic. Uh, Alexa Bliss is on there. Obviously, obviously going as Lexi Kaufman. Uh, Scarlett's going on as Scarlett Bordeaux. Uh, I don't know if Rey Mysterio is still under contract, but he's on there. Uh, Devon Dudley is up there uh, for page number two. You have MVP is on there. Uh, Kevin Owens, uh, go, again, going by Kevin Steen, uh, which is his obviously actual name. Um, next is Keith Lee is on there. Jessamine Duke, Marina Shafir, Elias, uh, Umberto Carrillo, uh, Matt Riddle, uh, yeah, the Mandy Rose is on there. Bobby Fish is on there. Ric Flair, I know, is signed for a Legends contract. He's on there. Uh, Roderick Strong is on there. Ron Killings is on there. So, and that's just the first two pages of it. So I, uh, obviously, these people do have until October second. But seeing as just in the first two pages, and I can rattle off two handfuls of names, doesn't seem like there's that much going on. So Go ahead, I Z. got I got one of those. Uh, random grab bags from pro wrestling tees like i just did all the pins so i got four yeah. random pins and one of the pins i got is it's kevin owens face that has like the dusty marks on it but it's yeah. a steen on his forehead and i even thought to myself i'm like wow this is weird he's in the wwe now i can't believe they let him sell merch on pro wrestling tees so now it's starting to make sense of why they're kind of locking it down now, I don't know if he is selling merch. I know every now and then they do it, but this it could also be an overstock of stuff where it's stuff they've had made while they had him and they just weren't able to sell it. If you're doing a grab bag, this way you're not promoting the person individually. It's just, hey, here's the grab bag. We have a whole bunch of extra shit. Throw it in there and the money still goes to the person. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But they're not actually advertising Kevin Steen or Kevin Owens. Gotcha. Smitty left. Sweet. Well, you know, he uh, fell asleep probably. Um, (laughs) Up next, uh, (laughs) we're doing, like we stated, uh, pro wrestling scorecards uh, came at us again uh, and said, well, okay, look, let's throw kayfabe out the fucking window now. You know, we did a great fucking build for it. Uh, Daniel hit me up and he was like, man, it feels like another pro wrestling scorecards versus BDR needs to happen. But I want to do something differently this time. And I was like, all right, what about doing it for the rest of the year rather than um for one pay-per-view like normal i said we could run it we could do uh winning winning points just like nascar number one gets 15 all the way down to uh number eight because we were talking about four on four at the time uh number eight get, uh, number one getting 10 points number eight getting zero points and he was like yeah and i was like but if you got a fifth we have a fifth hence walt and he was like that's great we could do five so number one gets 15 points the number 10 gets uh, zero points every event that pro wrestling scorecards is holding through the end of the year but what's really fucking cool about this is because we want to do something different we've always done this for fun we love bragging rights look we beat them 3-0 we're just we love having fun with this because we keep winning however at the same time this is going to do something great overall we've decided that the winning team is going to pick a charity 
that the losing team has to donate $100 to. Not all of us are ballers like Z, who's trying to make it $100 a piece. So we're just doing it real easy. <laughs> hey, so, hey, some, some of us are out of jobs right now, Z. So, uh, right. <laughs> Leaves of absence and shit, you know. <laughs> hey, you're still getting paid to sit at home. So, uh, I <laughs> so again, that's how, it, how it's looking. So we're doing this. We're doing it for charity. We have not come up with our charity yet. Pro S and Scorecards is not coming up with their charity yet, but it started with the All Out 2020. Uh, last night's All Out, all 10 of us went in. Uh, number one was Oscar from Pro Wrestling Scorecards. He came in uh, number one with 99 points. Uh, Nick came on number two, just a little bit short uh, uh, with 92 points. Jess hit up with 88, number three. I was number four with 83. Uh, wait, yeah, Jess, 88 with four number three i had 83 points for number four daniel had 76 points for number five smitty 74 points for number six 72 points went to uh uh michael uh with number seven mario had 71 points for number eight z had 70 points for number nine and huge aew mark walt had came in 10th with 59 points. <laughs> hey, listen, but, I would, I would, I'm proud of myself for picking Lance Archer to have the most eliminations, okay? <laughs> I I'm say, proud that he got a 59. <laughs> right. I was, Walt really does not watch AEW. And I said, like, right off the bat, when Walt made his pitch, he goes, I'm sorry for my poor performance. Like, he knew that he was not coming in hot with this. And that's fine. It's, it's all good because this goes for the entire year. So the next one is, Clash of Champions, I believe, is the next one uh, later on in this month. And then it moves on like that. So, again, how we did it uh, is number one is getting a grand total of 15 points. Number two is going to get 12 points. Uh, So, good job getting us 12 points there, Nick. Uh, Number three gets 10 points. Number four gets eight points. Number five, six. Six gets four. Seven gets three. Eight gets two. Nine gets one. Ten gets zero. Um, All right. With that said, what's what are the numbers? Uh, right, Daniel Daniel added it up last night. I have not uh, gone over you to better, double check or anything. But I'll I say will. you better double check it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Daniel's all really good. Uh, Pro wrestling scorecards is with thirty six overall. Breaking down the ring is twenty five overall. So we're down by eleven points right now. But again, that's the great thing about this is it makes up. It goes over. We're doing this the entire year. I don't think either team is really going to run away with this. Uh, the last time we did it was a heads up, uh, person to person. So in all honesty, man, you know, it, it's anybody's game. But what I really love about this is us doing it for charity. Uh, if you guys have checked anything out on breaking down the ring.com right now, we have our charities up, uh, the one, uh, our pride shirt, which donates hundred percent of the profits to the Trevor project. And of course we have the, for the people shirt that donates hundred percent of the profits to the NAACP legal and defense fund. Uh, we've been getting in a little bit more charity because we've all talked about it. Look, no matter what, uh, how much fun we have, how much, how inappropriate we get, the bottom line is giving back when you can is the best thing that anybody can do. And so we're really happy to be involved in this. Speaking of that though, and moving on to all out, Nick, you watched it, brother. Uh, unfortunately I was working last night. I could not watch it. Um, speak on it brother because there's a lot of people giving a lot of mixed reviews about this uh, i know you posted something to our twitter about hashtag botchmania and that kind of got some likes i'm assuming that's uh, referring to the matt seidel shooting star press uh because that's the biggest one that i've heard things oh. about so 
Did he yeah. Brock Lesnar it? Was it like oh. full blown Brock Lesnar? I heard. Yeah, I heard he smacked his head pretty hard. So, oh, Smitty came through, changed, and no background. Hello. Oh, all right. I'm bu- I'm, I'm, <laughs> damn. I'm, I'm I'm buying all out right now. Because <laughs> he wanted you want to see fucking <laughs> the moon. Yeah, it's like, I heard yeah, Matt Hardy died. Yeah, I got yeah, me Matt too. Hardy Those are the two things I want to yeah. see. All right, so Nick, go ahead and talk about all out. Um, yeah, the the botch from the the top rope was uh, watching it live was pretty funny, and you know he jumped up there and he just fucking slipped. You know, it really could have happened to anybody. I mean, based on what everybody was saying, it's it was over ninety degrees there. He was probably stoned. Um, you know, he, <laughs> he got up there and he just fucking slipped. It did look pretty brutal. Um, and so that was, that was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> it did look pretty brutal. So that was pretty funny. <laughs> um, how about the side of botch? Yeah. yeah. If you're listening, there yeah, was a, there was a part, Maybe he's talking. Sorry. There was a part that, uh, and it's going back to what we were just talking about with WWE Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford were talking about how they're going to be getting married. And this week on dynamite, they're going to announce um, his best man. So then at the end of the promo, there was a cue card that came out advertising Kip Sabian's uh, Twitch channel. And on the bottom of the screen, it said, AW does not own any rights to this or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. So it was a, uh, it was a good dig at, at WWE. Um, That's all they do. So, they any chance they can. WCW style. Um, the pay per view overall for me, it was a fucking roller coaster. Um, it opened up with the tooth and nail match with Britt Baker and fucking Big Swall. Um, they set the bar real low, in my opinion, for that. Um, it, <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying, some people might like it, whatever, but they were in a dentist office, and okay, fine. Yep. And it just, it was really slow. Like they're, they didn't work really well together. I mean, I know you're in a fucking dentist office, but for fuck's sake, it, it just, it looked really bad to me. So, um, after that, uh, the, some of the highlights for me, I'll say, no, you know what? Fuck that. Let's start with some of the low moments. Um, aside from the fact that Matt Hardy fucking died. Um, and if you didn't see that, you definitely got to go. And like Z said, he's going to order it. <laughs> he was on a, um, what do you call that fucking thing? Like not a scaffolding, um, like a lift. Where with, yeah, going lift. down yeah. over the tables. And him and Sammy <clears throat> Guevara took a fall into a table and only half of his body landed on the table. So he yeah, cracked he the back it. of his, yeah, he cracked Wait, the back of his head body? on the concrete. And it, it looked bad, Lower. but you the announce team felt really awkward about it you could tell that they were concerned and aubrey edwards threw the x up and uh he got up and he was stumbling around and you can't tell me that in the 30 seconds that they cut away from matt hardy where the doctor was checking him out that they had any type of concussion protocol in place that would have determined whether or not he had one um so now that before you continue before you continue sorry for interrupting nick no Uh, you're fine Tony Khan was hit the press out conference right after All Out, just like they normally do. And he said, because obviously even Rebby, his wife, was uh, very vocal about them continuing the match. And they said that uh, they rang the bell to pause the match. 
and the doctor went and checked on him and did pass concussion protocols. And that's why the match continued. And it did not continue at all in any way, shape or form because Matt Hardy had any influence on that. I don't, I don't know. I didn't watch it. You're saying it took 30 seconds for this. I'm going to agree that maybe there wasn't much concussion protocol. It's like flash a light, flash a light. He's fine. Go. <laughs> uh, that's really what it, hey, what it seemed hey, like. Hey, Billy Bob, how many fingers am I holding? <laughs> It's gotta be true or false. Gotta be true or false. Is it? Is this man holding some fingers? (laughs) Go ahead, Nick. Um, So yeah, I mean, in in this day and age, the way that major sports handle concussions, um, you know, it's it's kind of disheartening to say that. Oh, I'll just flash this light in your eyes, and I don't know what they did again, but. Matt Hardy being, uh, you know, as old as he is, he obviously he can't take bumps the way he used to. Um, yeah, his fucking wife was pissed. She was on Twitter posting screenshots from their text messages. Like, what the fuck, Matt? Like, she was fuming, Matt. Um, so that really hurt the match. And that's not something I, I'm mad about. I mean, accidents happen. But that match as a whole, between everything that happened, it just was extreme, turned into extreme fodder. Um, um, drink. He said fodder. He's just laying in his bed, so he doesn't know. Um, let's talk about Rebby Hardy's tweets because of that. Because again, she was pissed. Um. Wow. Apparently, she wow. gets pissed a lot. But <laughs> wow, man. Let's let's just let's just talk about this. So. She the screenshot that she posted is a text. Him. Uh, he had text. He goes, "Love you. I got to hit the football field in just a minute to start our match. Hope you enjoy." She goes, "I love you. Don't be dumb." And she goes, "What the fuck? You practically cleared that table. What the fuck, Matt? What the f- goddamn fucking fuck?" All caps. Uh, all caps. And she goes, "Let me be." Abs- and this is the tweet with that screenshot. Let me be absolutely fucking clear. There is nothing entertaining about a concussion. Shame on everyone in that goddamn building. Someone replied, uh, more Matt Hardy's choice than anyone else's in the back. You should stop pointing fingers at every single person always. She quoted that tweet and said, reading is fundamental, you absolute asshat. Matt was the number one idiot in this scenario. I'll let you figure out who number two was. Also, fuck you. Then then 34 minutes ago, uh, Rebby tweeted, they needed additional imaging done after his CT. He's still in the hospital. 1,000% 1,000% concussion. Anyone with eyes could have told you that, though. And, yeah, she's showing a video where it's just, like. I don't know if you guys can hear that yeah. or not. Well, and then Come after on. that, he he stood up and he looked like he was fucking hammered. Just he right. didn't know where he was. And that's the point of this. He's going to stand up and you're going to see him kind of. He's just falling. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he was done. And yeah, every right. I'd love to, if Nick, you had a concussion and something happened, I'm pretty sure your fucking wife would be pissed as well. Z, if you had a concussion, I'm pretty sure your wife would be like, all right, whatever. She probably gave me the concussion. That's why I was like, all right, whatever. 
Smitty, That's why there's a hole in your wall. Smitty, you would never have to have a concussion because your hair is not tight enough for it to do anything but soften any type of fucking blow to your head. Uh, Walt, same thing. If you flipped out, Katie would be like, what the fuck are you doing? You know? So I, I get it. We get the anger. No. You know what I'm saying? We're not, we're not trying to knock it in any way, shape, or form. Rebby Hardy has every fucking right to worry of the fear, the health, and everything of her, the father of her two young children. Three. Three young children. Sorry, that's right. I forgot there was another one that came. Um, but that's crazy. And that they even kept that going. And then for Tony Khan to come out and say that uh, is, I, I think this is it. Uh, yeah, here it goes. Uh, I was concerned Matt could be hurt. Uh, I rang the bell. to. This is Tony Khan's quote. I was concerned Matt could be hurt. I rang the bell to pause the match. When the doctor checked him, he passed him and cleared him on the concussion protocol. He checked with Matt, and then Matt came back after and passed the concussion protocol. He's doing okay. I spoke with him after the match and talked to him again just now. He went as a precaution to the hospital to get some tests and check that he's okay. But looks like he's okay, and that's why the doctor cleared him to continue. It was not something that any of us enjoyed. It was a scary moment, but the most important thing is that Matt is okay. We're all really glad about that. Again, that was the media scrum right after All Out. And Rebby's Hardy, Rebby Hardy's tweet fucking 37 minutes ago said they needed additional imaging done after the CT. He's still in the hospital. 1,000% concussion. Anyone with eyes could have told you that, though. Um, Smitty, did you watch this? Did you watch All I Out? Watched- I got to watch pretty much most of the second half. I was kind of trying to find a way to find, watch it, and I ended up going to my buddy's house. I don't need the explanation. House. So, uh, so uh, did I caught, you watch I this? Caught, I caught the back end of this match. Okay, so but did you see the concu- the fall? Yeah, I saw the fall, and that's okay. Like- so, your thought process on watching it and seeing the ending of and how it played out? What were your What were your thoughts? Uh, first, of all, I want to say kudos to Matt Hardy for finishing out the match. No, I say just like as a professional finishing out, finishing out, like finishing it out. Um, AEW needs to fire the on the on uh, site doctors because I was I like Rebby's right, one hundred percent, one thousand percent. You you saw this man had a concussion from that fall, so I think AEW needs they need to hire better medical staff in general at this point. This isn't the first time AEW has had problems with uh, stuff going on. I mean, there was, you know, when Ty Dillinger, who left WWE uh, because he wasn't being used enough on TV to go to AEW to not be used enough on TV. He hit, <laughs> but, but, he, but he is on TV. He may not be doing YouTube. anything, but he's on TV. <laughs> In the audience. Good guy. Um, right. when he oh, he's hit, actually when he, featured on Dark, too. Yeah, he's on YouTube. Uh, so so is uh, Xavier Woods. So... <laughs> uh, when he cracked uh, Cody Rhodes over the head with the chair, and the back of the chair hit co- the back of Cody Rhodes' head, therefore busting him open because it was an unprotected head chair shot. Uh, everyone was pissed. E- even AEW's fans were like, "Holy I mean, marks!" Were like, "That's not cool. Should not be done." There's a reason that's outlined. All these concussions, so on and so forth. And then to have Matt Hardy overshoot the table to where his head cracks the cement, right? And then they say, yeah, we, I'm assuming, right? Again, I'm assuming the flash in the eyes is what they can do in 30 seconds to try and figure out if you have a concussion. They also said that he had no concussion after the match when they did take him and they went to the hospital for precautions. But again, I don't think anyone in their right state of mind should be allowed, should have allowed that to happen. Even 
from just a little video clip we we showed right there, right? I get that you want to say kudos to Matt Hardy, but I think that's a bigger fuck up on Matt Hardy's part because while people finish uh, wrestlers finish injuries, you know, in their matches, you know, Triple H tearing his quad, you know, Vince McMahon tearing both of his quads and sitting there and Stone Cold Blake, Owen Hart breaking Stone Cold's neck. Right, you know, and, and that same thing, like, they even had a real hard time finishing that match. But a concussion is way more fucked up than tearing a muscle, breaking an arm, hurt, you know, hurting yourself. Your head is, a, your brain is a completely different fucking thing. And there's no fucking reason that Matt Hardy should have finished that match. That one should have kept that X, in my opinion, and kept the bell. Uh Z, what are you? What are your thoughts on him finishing it up? And are you in the camp of Matt, uh, or in the camp of Rebby, or in the camp of Tony Khan? Uh, I mean, I didn't. I, I mean, I only saw the clip you just showed. It looked pretty brutal. Um, I understand Rebby being concerned. You know, wife, mother of his children, of of course. Um. Dude, I don't, I don't know if AEW did everything they could do in that moment to make sure he didn't have a concussion. I don't know if they're lying about it or even just not, not even lying about it. Maybe like with all the adrenaline pumping, like it didn't seem like Matt had a concussion until it all started wearing off, and he was like, "Oh fuck, I gotta sit down." Um, I, I don't know. I wasn't there. You know, uh, it, it, it's really hard to say, but. Uh, my one concern, because we talked about it, you know, how long will it take for you to be sold on AEW? And all of a sudden, about a year, and here we are a year later. And I think the one downfall of AEW is by doing all of this crazy stuff they like did in Japan and shit, they're putting their bodies at risk and people are taking more brutal bumps. Like, there is a reason WWE does the things they do and outlaws the things they outlaw and uses the style they use. It's to protect their workers from shit like this as much as possible, unless you're, you're come down from the ceiling and they want to use a sailboat clip. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So really, I I mean, it's that whole, there is a method to their madness and this is why Um, shit. I've watched Matt Hardiest whole career. This is not the first time Matt was out on his feet. Anyone remember uh, 2004 SummerSlam? Edge and Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy's face slips off his hand, hits the pole, and he's out on his feet. And they actually had to call the match. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, I'm so actually okay. I'm sorry. I was just I, I found the clip of him falling. So we'll play this real quick. Again, they're on top of the thing. Oh my god! He's looking for the, the, the side effect. Side effect on that. Oh. oh. I'll show it again. Like, I'll let it see the bottom of the screen because it looks like Guevara landed on his head as well. Uh, that's not that bad. It, it looked like Guevara landed more on uh, on Matt than anything else, and that's and that's the thing is uh, I'll put the tweet I'll send the tweet in our chat so you guys can all anyone who's not using their phone right now uh, can check it out or check it out after. Um, 
So the whole thing is, I agree, it doesn't look that bad, but when you're watching it um, in there, the whole you can say that Guevara kind of landed like here on Hardy. So it's not so much that he landed on Hardy's head, he kind of landed on his chest. So obviously a wrestler's supposed to tuck their chin when they hit, so their back hits, you know, that's just, you know. Um, but if you can't tuck your chin, your head's smashing the concrete if it's a 10-foot fall. And that's looked like what it was. And obviously with with what Rebby Hardy tweeted out in that video, he was gone on his on his feet and stuff like that. That's kind of what I felt when I was watching it live, like, like Z said, well, you know, it, it didn't look that bad because it really didn't. And when I was watching it live, I had to replay it because I was in the kitchen getting something and Tracy was like, oh, shit. And I heard them talking about it. So I replayed it really quick. And I saw when when you're watching wrestling as an avid fan, as we are, like you said, Mikey, you know that these guys will tuck their chin to avoid injuries to their head, neck, whatever you could see that he didn't. And like, then the aftermath, then that made it feel worse than what it was. And you were like, damn, he's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walt, would you have any thoughts on him continuing the match and everything like that? Um, I mean, to, to me that, that, that fall, it looked, I was just watching it now and um, it looks bad. And for him to like, like he's clearly not there. And if, if that's a, if that's a UFC fight, if that's a boxing match, if that's a hockey game or a football game or something, that they 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 stop it or he would have been removed, you know, w- without question. So I and and I just I just I I feel like that uh, if th- if this happened in WWE and like it was like and they just let someone continue, they would get a ton of shit. Mostly because more people would have watched it instead, of, like instead of the twenty six people that watch AEW. Twenty seven, sir. Oh, sorry, twenty seven. <laughs> uh, twenty eight <laughs> now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He no. doesn't watch it live. He doesn't matter. He's not, he doesn't count for the Nielsen ratings. Yeah. No, but um, <laughs> but seriously, seriously though, I'll, I'll joke on his side. I mean, I like yeah. It. I mean, if whatever their concussion protocol is. It's clearly a concussion protocol from 1997, <laughs> not not currently, you know. Right. So maybe they did follow a protocol, just not a current one. Yeah, it's uh, it's real rough to watch, uh, even seeing. All right, so Nick, continue. Uh, you talked about the Matt Hardy thing. Is there any other low lights you want to discuss? Uh, let's see. Low lights. Um, well, just because you said you want to start with the low. So if, oh, you, if you don't have any more and you want to go to the high, go for it. No, not really. I mean, there were a couple matches in the beginning that were, uh, you know, just kind of boring and just kind of there. Um, but some of the high points made up for it in a way for me, uh, the mimosa mayhem match. didn't really know what to expect from that. And it was a fun match to watch. It was a little sloppy at times. But it, I mean, it's fucking Chris Jericho and it's Orange Cassidy. And the two matches that they've had previously were really good. So, you know, you were going to get something on par, maybe a little less than that out of this one. And it exceeded my expectations. It was kind of fun to see them. They had two giant vats of mimosa, one on each side of the ring. To kind of see them teetering back and forth, it, it kind of made you wonder, like, oh my God, is he going to fall in or whatever? Um, and then the spot at the end where Jericho, you know, finally landed, uh, 
in the, in the one bat was, it was great. It was, it was a fun match. Um, the highlight I got to say for me was Moxley and MJF. And I really didn't, didn't expect it. Um, because you know, Moxley's not the greatest wrestler in the world and MJF is really good in the ring. I, I didn't know what to expect. I, I had low expectations, but the fact that they put on the show that they did, there was great storytelling in the match. Um, both guys looked really good. They worked really well together. Um, it was a longer match than I thought it would be, but it didn't feel that way because again, it, it was good to watch. I was happy with the ending, the way they, that it all played out. So it was a good way to end uh, just an okay pay-per-view for me. Can we talk for a second about how underappreciated Jericho was in WWE? Because his ability to get people over is unreal. Like, look what he did with Hangman Page. Not well, yeah, right. Like he could get a broomstick over literally. Like, yeah, done it. But I'm just saying, his his contribution to the next generation right now in AEW is amazing. Like, he is probably the best their best weapon right now because of the stuff he's doing with orange Cassidy right now is amazing he got hangman over he well he turned hangman into a guy that was over into a main eventer like he he just has this ability to make everybody around him better and it's amazing made a whole inner circle like he made like he's molded sammy guevara uh santa ortiz were an established tag team and now they're actually getting some real exposure under jericho even though yeah. I I really hope they do more with those two guys because they're amazing. You know, um, um, I'll be very honest about AEW. It's really funny if you if you look at this, right? Uh, we said in the I said in the beginning that I was worried about AEW. I was like, man, I just feel like it's going to be a lot of uh, central booking. A lot of people are going to be wondering why, uh, like how the talents are doing it in WCW. And it turns out that they're doing what WCW did, but more of the aspect of these are the guys we're bringing in. These are the guys we're putting over. All of their titles, okay, right now, outside of the woman's title, is held are held by people they brought in from WWE this year, right? Now, granted, I also agree that these are the bigger names, right, because they came from WWE. But you have John Moxley, you have FTR, and you have Brody Lee, uh, as your champions, aka you have Dean Ambrose, the Revival, and fucking uh, I can't Luke, Harper. His, but Luke Harper as your champions in AEW. Now, look, I'm I totally understand that you put titles on names to get more exposure to bring people in, but it also doesn't do much when you force people that should be in title contention but fast and then kind of kill them. We shit on WWE for that all the fucking time, right? MJF. Is has now had a title opportunity, and regardless of how he looked, he is technically your kind of homegrown AEW guy, right? And he is, in my opinion, immensely more popular than Moxley because of what he does as a heel. A lot of people hate MJF. Now would have probably been an all right time to put a title on him to give, a, like, Cody Rhodes was your first TNT champion, right? You uh, granted the first tag team champions were Scorpio uh, were uh, SoCal Uncensored. SCU. Yeah, so it's but then it went to Hangman and Kenny Omega, who have just held it 
not really doing much with it because they did a lot of stuff as the elite. They did the elite versus the inner circle. Sure, you may have saw them defending on television, but what do you you're, you especially when you say our tag team is going to be the highlight of our show and the, wow. it's like an eight man tag team, ten man tag team, six man tag team. Your tag champions aren't really defending, and it's held by your boys, the EVP I, of the company. Go ahead, Z. I, I get that, but I have a feeling that the reason they held those belts was culminated in what happened last night between Hangman and uh, Kenny Omega. Which is fine if you're building a story for that. But at the same time, tell me when the last time we talked about a tag team title defense for AEW was. The la- It was literally the fucking dynamite right after their last pay-per-view. And I don't remember it again. Oh wait, no, they just they just had a defense against best friends. And then yep. private party. I mean, I mean they they did defend it quite a bit on actually on dynamite, maybe not on pay-per-views, but there's been uh there was at least one defense against private party and one defense against best friends, and that was like it, within three <laughs> weeks of each other. <coughs> so okay. Um uh, it doesn't tell me how many uh defenses. But they held it for 228 days since um, since COVID. Yeah, January 21st, 2020. So, okay, maybe I'm shitting a little too hard on them because there's not really much you can do during COVID. I, mean, I thought they held it for a little bit longer than that. But again, March and April seemed like four years apiece so, of this year. So it's very <laughs> – maybe I'm leaning a little hard on the tag teams. But again, even still, your three of your four champions are WWE guys. Guys, you brought in. What? When are you gonna do something to make your talent look stronger? Like, do something with your talent. I think it know? needs to happen now. I, I think. Uh, I think that if they're gonna do it, they've waited one too long already. And if you're gonna do it now, you gotta do it. Like coming up. Like I don't want to see these transitional champions, but I think the next time these belts change hands, whether it be the tag title, the AW, TNT, whatever it's got to go to one of your homegrown talents. And I, I think if they don't do that and they keep bringing in like, Oh, let's throw the TNT title on Matt Cardona. Like, okay, fuck that. You know, they, they got no, no, to go. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you, you're out, you're out of Walt, Nick. <laughs> Walt's got a woody. It's actually, it's actually woo, 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 not whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but again, Okay, so you you put the TNT title on Matt Cardona, WWE guy, Cody, one of Cody Rhodes' highest thought of people. Like he loves their best fucking friends, right? They go to Disney World together all the time, you know. Yeah. But again, I'm not. My, my problem is, I, I think Ryder Cardona deserves all of the accolades. I think he's been some one of the most underrated performers in a very long time. I, I think he's gotten the shaft more than fucking female porn stars have in the last three years he just in wwe he just took it right um they gave him they gave him moments they give him moments but they didn't give him runs you know what i'm saying that intercontinental wrestlemania moment gorgeous wonderful i'm still convinced well yeah he was (laughs) he wasn't supposed to win that that's why he dropped it on Raw the next night yeah. because everyone in the match was like, all right, Zach's going to take this one and we're just all going to eat shit tomorrow. <laughs> uh, the, the tag title run with him and Myers, uh, you know, it's, again, they gave him little moments. They didn't give him runs. 
you know, yeah. so I really hope that he does something in AEW for a while, right? Like, like Brody Lee. Yeah, I yeah, I hope he gets a title and does it. Like Brody Lee, you're right. He has been given the Vince McMahon character, right? He is basically what he's doing is how he was treated in WWE. And I'm very honest, it's over. If you're if you're watching it, you go, that's pretty funny. You're still poking at Vince McMahon, but it's enough to where obviously the AEW Mark fandom loves ripping on WWE. It's one of their favorite fucking things to do. So it makes sense that he's really over in that company and really popular. And but again, I was like, the Brody Lee thing, like, I was not sold in the Dark Order. Even when Brody, when Brody Lee joined, I, was, I still was not really sold. What he's done with, what he's done since then, the Dark Order finally grown on me. And that's one of those things that we like all thought was, this is one of those things that we all thought was one of those things that AEW was reaching for. And they, the Dark Order's coming to its own over the last few months. And, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you. It's very similar. I think of the Dark Order right now. Uh, is very similar to how the New Day was in WWE. When the gimmick first debuted, you're like, what the fuck is this? And then the people involved took it into a different direction. And, I mean, obviously they're not what the New Day is, but as far as the beginnings to the transition, you know, it's the people involved that took it and made it much better to maybe possibly take it as a faction very uh, down the line and last for a very long time. You know, uh, I, have a, Smitty, I have a question. I have an answer. Sorry. Maybe so. The idea of Matt Cardona holding a title, whatever title may be, we know we mentioned the TNT title. That's cool, right? And you want to see him have a long run with it, or whatever title it may be. But at the same time, it's you know I'm hearing well, all AEW has are these ex WWE guys that are holding titles, and it seems like. You know, where's where's the line you draw with like these WWE guys are cool holding titles, but like these WWE guys aren't cool with holding titles. So I'm okay with it over here, but I'm not okay with it over here. Oh, okay. Now very I'm I'm still wanting AW to use some of their people. The Matt Cardona thing is just a one hundred percent personal want of mine. It's not even like I'm wishing him to have the TNT title, you know what I'm saying? But I'm talking about like Cardona's, if they're going to do it, don't do it and just like rip it away from him. He deserves a run if you're going to give it to him. However, I still feel like they need to do something bigger (laughs) with these titles, especially like the AEW main title. You know, that's be a look. I get Jericho taking it right off the bat. You put the name on it, you get the ratings for it, stuff. But then Jericho drops it to Moxley, and then Moxley isn't dropping it to MJF yet. I'm not saying it's not done. I didn't watch it. I don't know how that match ended. Was it a wonky finish, Nick? No. No. Um, the the idea was uh, Wardlow hopped up on the side of the ring, and he was trying to – he threw the uh, AEW diamond ring in, and MJF mm-hmm. couldn't, couldn't find it, and the referee was trying to get Wardlow off the ring. Moxley hit uh, – Paradigm, um, Paradigm shift. Paradigm shift. Which was uh, bad, even though he was bad for the match even though he wasn't supposed to use it and won that Which, way. So, so it's a wonky finish. Could... No, it, yeah, it may... but it was a wonky finish. Kind of like not in wonky in the way you're referring to wonky. It was uh, kind of like a dusty finish where you're going to no. continue. Well, no. Okay. Hold on. Let me, let me finish my thought. Yeah. Um, it's a way to continue their feud. Like he won the yeah. match, but he used the movie wasn't supposed to use, but the ref didn't see it. So it counts. 
So it right. gives them a story to get either continue their feud or pick up somewhere down the line. And that, uh, that's what I meant by a wonky finish. It was it was not like it, there was a DQ or anything involved. It was something that you know maybe Warlow did something, and then you know that's exactly what I meant. Something to continue the story on to use yeah. as a as a as a launching pad for the next match. So yes, it's very possible MJF takes the title the next time. You know what I'm saying? But I agree. That's what they have to do. They have to eventually start putting their people as your number one spotlight people. You know, you're it's right. like they, ha- they, they have to. Quick yeah, question. Yeah, How do you feel if it was Lance Archer instead of MJF? Because Lance Archer won a battle royal. All right, Lance, but hold, Lance, hold on, man. I, because I really hate this argument that, like, oh, we're putting the titles on WWE guys. Or I, I go on these... These wrestling sites all the time, they're like, oh, they just keep filling them with former WWE guys. Well, WWE was built on former AWA guys. WCW was built on former WWE guys. Like, everybody comes from somewhere. As what long a current WWE product you built on pretty much ROH. But, okay, to more to my point, um, Brody Lee was not a WWE guy. Luke Harper was. Brody Lee was Brody Lee before he was Luke Harper on the indie scene. So... Yeah, he made a name for himself in the WWE, and that's probably why more people know him. But he, his character is completely different than the one he played. The only one, the only person right now that have similar characters to what they did, what is Matt Cardona and Zack Ryder. All he did was basically change his name and his gear a little bit, and FTR because they've always been that old school tag team so now they just have Tully Blanchard behind them which makes a hell of a lot of sense everyone my, holding a title go ahead go on okay well, I was everyone, say, holding, my... <laughs> everyone holding a title right now basically deserves it except for maybe John Moxley only because whether he's John Moxley or Dean Ambrose whether he's an awesome technician. I personally find him boring as a champion. I find him way more fun when he's being like not a, a psychopath, so to say, but like a madman trying to get the title. That is entertaining to me. Once he has the title, I just he, he bores me. It, it's it's bad. Uh, but as far as like, as should MJF do it? Should Lance Archer do it? Well, Lance Archer is a New Japan guy. That's not an AEW guy. Like that. That's how I feel about the WWE. Um, Argument where these are just Lance Archer or more of a TNA guy because I remember what, Lance Hoyt. Yeah, let, whatever. Let's judge them on what they do a year from now as AEW guys because AEW seems to give their talent more creative freedom. So this is more of a sink or swim. Like, let's see if Zack Ryder was really as over as we say is because if he can <laughs> do it then, he can do it now on and he'll have more creative freedom. You know, like, that's what I want to see. I want to see these guys grow from being released by WWE. Like, I want to see if they were really, really held down or if they just truly suck. <laughs> but, okay, so what I'm saying when when I make this argument, right, it's, look, these guys got their names, got their fame from WWE, and it's not like they came into AEW and have had a major run before they went into a title. Right. Like they, these guys, like AW has been around a fucking year. Let's be very honest. Okay. And <clears throat> so when I say they're giving it to former WWE guys, it's because these guys are riding the high 
that they were just like people wanting them out of WWE to capitalize more because they deserve better. And that's fine. They do deserve better. But you have people that came to AEW in the inception of it that we also wanted treated better from WWE, a.k.a. Ty Dillinger, you know what I'm saying, uh, who who aren't, right? Pac, that's a, that's a, tri- that's a fucking a travel thing. thing. Yeah, that, so, but there are people that were there before these guys who are just being thrown back into the back, you know, and while these guys who are riding their high off of current releases are being shot to the stratosphere in AEW. And it's like, you guys have, I, 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 I get, I get that it's the name and it's smart and it does bring more eyes onto your product. But eventually if you're going to do that with a few of them, you, one of your titles needs to be featured by one of your guys that you have basically built from inception. So at least when people are coming in to watch how Brody Lee or Moxley got these titles, there's someone else there that they go, Oh, let me see who this guy is or this girl is with the, which granted they're doing with the women's division. And we've said Sheeta from the match with uh, Nyla Rose is spectacular. Right. But again, great match not, last night, by the way. And, but that's one fucking person that you have that you're, that you're showcasing out, out of your four titles. And again, I'm not saying these people don't deserve it, but I'm saying you have to do something to where when people are watching, they're also watching your people. So it's not talking about, man, look at fucking Brody Lee and AEW doing everything WWE wouldn't look. Look at FTR. They're winning tag team titles and doing it the way they want to in AEW. Look at John Moxley getting a fucking title, a, a real long title run, and he's uh, having these fights. What are you saying about an AEW guy? Like, oh, and then there's this AEW guy that's really good too. That's how you extend your brand. Like, I understand. I just want this guy. So just extend your brand. Now, Z, go ahead. And this will be the uh, last couple minutes of our show, folks. Uh, all I was going to say was um, from a business standpoint, though, it's not a bad thing because now, now with everything going on in WWE, you have all these WWE talents that may be on the verge of their contract expiring or whatever, looking at AEW like, oh, like, I mean, even look at Impact. Eric Young is now the world champion, and he was just released by WWE. But he's he's a TNA guy. There's, I would never like when at, Eric Young was in WWE. It was always he's a TNA guy. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't, right. I'm just saying. I mean, it shows that these guys can go to other promotions and make a name for themselves. And mm-hmm. the thing about it is, the people holding the championships right now are people that I mean. If we were in WWE, they would also be holding titles. So, I mean, they are championship material. But guys like Brody Lee, is he even said it in an interview on Busted Open that he likes the position he is in right now because now he, ha- now he can give back to the younger generation and, like, help get guys over. And that's part of the reason, like, I think why they put the title on him. So they'll have him hold it for a while. And the guy that goes over on Brody Lee, because they're actually doing the Brody Lee character, very, very smart and very, uh, a lot of uh, psychological shit. And it makes sense of what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So you have him hold it for a while. So then the guy who goes over on him is the next star of the mid card. Like, and, and that, she's also getting a day over in the dark order right now too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, whoever goes over on Brody Lee, and 
when they do make it an AEW guy. But it makes sense for at least the TNT championship to have a name on it because you're promoting TNT. You're not you're you are mm-hmm. it's an AEW championship, but this is like the guy our TNT guy. So yeah, you want to put a name on it so that everyone if the casual fans flip fan is flipping through the TV going, oh, hey, Luke Harper's a champion. Oh, he's not Luke Harper anymore. Oh, shit, this match is pretty good. You know, like, that's how you draw people in. Um, right. And they're still, I mean, they're still in the building stages. They've only been in inception for, for two, one year. one year, two, one what, year. 18 months. Uh, yeah, yeah somewhere like a year and a half. It was like, what? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think we Double or Vegas. Nothing, it was announced, and then All Out was the first pay-per-view. And then the show No, no, Double or Nothing there. was the first pay-per-view. Okay, yeah. So whatever. So eighteen months, whatever. So, so yeah, you're still building your brand. You're still trying to draw eyes to it. And once you have people watching, that's when you build your talent. Like this feud between Hangman and Omega is gonna be fucking amazing because that match is gonna be incredible. And people, like, no matter what championship match you're watching, I guarantee that match steals the show. I mean, see that. So I mean, I think it makes. The slow, the slow build here for their, for their talent is the way to go. We've always talked about it. A storyline is always better when it's given time to blossom. Same with young talent. So the, the, those are my thoughts. Go ahead, Nick. You're about to say something. I think you guys made a, a, a lot of really good points. And, you know, when I look at it and I see this these ex-WWE guys coming over, and I threw Matt Cardona's name out there just as a, a name, somebody who recently has come over. From WWE, um, I too I, I agree with Z. I want to see if they really can shine in a company like AEW, or even if they were to go to Impact. But in this case, you know, we're talking AEW. I get tired of seeing these comments about guys like guys like Cardona, or you know, any almost like okay, Brody Lee when he was Luke Harper. You know, I see comments like, oh, this this guy was a jobber and, and, you know, he was shit in WWE. Yeah, but not really to his fault. It wasn't his fault that he was. He wasn't getting properly booked. He was sitting on the fucking bench. Matt Cardona is a good wrestler. And, yeah, I do want to see what he can do. Ty Dillinger is a good wrestler. And it's kind of disappointing at this stage in AEW. He's just kind of like, you know, coming out of the curtain and waving every so often. But, you know, whatever. But Zach, uh, Zach Ryder was the original person to use the internet to get himself over and then got punished for it. Yeah, Long right, Z, so, what, Long Z I store, whatever it was called. Long Island I Z, Z True Hollywood Stories. Yeah. But I do um, want to see these belts change hands. Like I said before, now is the time. Like when we get to full gear, I don't want to see Moxley as champion anymore. I think the quintessential AEW guy that you need to make your next big name champion is certainly 100% MJF. And, you know, that mixture of AEW guys holding titles and WWE guys holding titles, I think that starts that transition. I I think that MJF 100% needs to take that title at full gear. So, Nick, what do you say? What do you rate uh, all out overall on a 10, sir? Six and a half. Okay, that's not bad. Still a little bit above average. Uh, Smitty, from what you watched, how, what do you rate it, sir? I give it a seven in general. Okay, so that's because he didn't watch the first half of it, apparently. <laughs> um, going forward, 
Smitty, what are you hoping to see out of AEW with what's currently happening in it? Um, I think just pretty much the the whole TNT and world title picture needs uh, they need to work on what what talent they're what they're, they're actually putting in there. Because I do like the fact that Lance Archer is in the title picture. Um, like I agree that MJF is probably one of your biggest attractions in AEW right now. Um. What I'm really interested to in, we'll see what they do with the TNT title and who are they going to put it against Brody Lee in the future in, a, in an actual feud or actual kind of story. Um, the tag team division, I still I feel is really flourishing in the women's division. They're still going through growing pains to a certain degree, mm-hmm. but um, I do enjoy watching the women's matches a little, a little bit more in uh, AEW nowadays. So. And get some of these guys that you got featured on Dark on television more. Okay, and that's yeah, pretty much my take on it. Sounds good. The Sean right. Spears and Scorpio Skies and those guys. All right, everybody, make sure you go check out All Out so you can understand what we were talking about. Z and I will definitely check out All Out so we can understand what they were talking about as well. Um, again, go to ProWrestlingScorecards.com, everyone. ProWrestlingScorecards.com. You get yourself a free digital pass to the beta. Uh, it is wonderful, man. You know, we did it obviously last night and do it with every one of them. You know, uh, the pro wrestling scorecard community is, is fun. You know, all out had 178 people fill out that card. So you're seeing what you can do up against 178 people. Uh, Walt did not come in 178, no matter how low that score was. We appreciate that. You know, he came in just, I mean, 170th, you know, that's not bad. <laughs> you know, luckily he did. He didn't beat uh, Cam Bryant. He beat Cam Bryant, Ashlyn, Jay, Straylo, Chesetef, Inethol, Moltar, and Rolling Piggy. He beat Rolling Piggy by one point. Good job. <laughs> um, if you go to the digital, if you go to the digital scorecard, you can see uh, what people, how many times people have won in the community. They're starting to do that. Uh, our own yeah Z. somehow Z Z is the only it's one of two people to have the two time uh, champions the two time overall champion uh, I believe the times were fight for the fallen oh I'm sorry no 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 Z won full gear 2019 and takeover war games in 2019 overall so good job man we're sending yeah, out a congrats uh, to you. Like I've always told you guys, I don't need our stupid fucking title to get over. But it also doesn't matter that there was probably only 10 people in the community. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Um, I'm pretty sure Smitty's the champion now. Uh, yes, I haven't I added everything up. Uh, no, he's, he's not. not. Yeah, he's still not no, getting the belt. Uh, COVID, sorry, COVID, can't give it to you. <laughs> he delivered to me at work. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't, I don't ever see you at work. Yeah, see what happens. What happens, Smitty? Smitty, what happens is he has to send it out to get sanitized now. Like there's this whole yeah, COVID yeah. protocol, so it'll be a month before you get it. So in order to get the belt, you have to win next month. Yeah, you got to kind of hold it. So now the whole thing about it is, Smitty, I would love to give you the belt, but you have a tendency to do things that are very unsanitary with our title belts. So during COVID, I'm not getting laid right now, so you don't got to worry about that. You could jerk off onto it, sir. I don't know. I just don't believe. Ooh. 
Did you just say you're not getting laid right now and you're not that lonely to jerk off? Not on a belt. <laughs> Damn, man. I, I, I fucking, I'm in a relationship. I haven't jerked off in a very long time. I, I, I would like to call a vote right now. Smitty's never allowed to touch the belt again. <laughs> and so that's kind of why he's not touching it. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Freshly go squeezed. Go to prowrestlingscorecards.com. You go ahead and sign up for the free digital beta. You can get yourself involved in this. You can see our community. You can see how we're doing it, breaking down the ring alone or with breaking down the ring, BDR versus PWS. Uh, just obviously, it's a whole bunch of fun. Do that. Go to breakingdownthering.com. We're going to have that site updated within the next couple of days with brand new champion, the scores that we had for the entire month of August and so on and so forth. We will have everything updated. Uh, you can also click on our official merchandise, go to our charities, make sure you support uh, the Trevor Project with the Breaking Down the Ring Pride Tee or the NAACP Legal and Defense Fund with the For the People Tee. Or just buy one of our other stuff, man. It's a hoodie season. We got our hoodies up there. Get yourself a hoodie. Stay warm and shit, brah. Uh, that's it for us, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for just paying attention to us. We are your ring crew. Mitt Flair Drip, Champ Smitty. Konek 19. <clears throat> just a plain white Z. And I am the all Mikey one, Mikey himself. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for watching. We are.